I'll ruin Harry Potter for anyone because at this point, if you haven't read it, um, shame on you. You really should. Shame. So, Goblet of Fire, Voldemort comes back. Shocker. Spoiler alert. Sorry. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Other Brothers Podcast, the show where two best friends give their thoughts and opinions on any and all consumable content out there in the world. I'm John. And I'm Colin, and we're your hosts. Today we're going to do another one of those top fives. So we have our list in front of us. We have a D20. We're going to roll away and we're going to pick a topic. Yeah, here we go. Let's roll. All right. Today we have 11. 11 books. Books. All right, we are going to talk about our top five <laughs> favorite books. All right. All right, so I'm going to set minutes. a timer for 20 minutes, yep. and we will be back in 20 minutes. Hooray. Thanks for time traveling with us. For us, it's been 20 minutes. For you guys, it's been just a couple of seconds, and we have our lists for our top five favorite books. Yeah, we... This this list was especially hard for me. I enjoy reading a lot. I do. I just don't do it nearly as much as I wish I did. And I don't do it frequently enough, I guess, to like retain the books that I have read. So I was like, what books have I read? And so I, <laughs> it took a while for me to think of different things that I wanted to put in here. But I did come up with a list. I've got five top fives and five top fives. I've got eight. Th- oh, wow, that's a lot of books. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that would be 25 books. That'd be crazy. And no, some I've honorable got, mentions. Yeah, so. I've got my top five and I've got a few honorable mentions. So I'm good to go. Okay. All right. You know, I, I have to say the same for the horror top five and the sci-fi top five. I think the problem that I had was having like too many options. Mm-hmm. And for the books, I, I've i read a lot of books that I really enjoy, but for this one, it was, I've read a lot of books that I really enjoy that are all part of the same series. Biscuit says hello. What was I saying? So putting together this list and trying to think about all the different books and all the different series and books that are just kind of things that I read maybe years ago, but really enjoyed, it took me a while to remember even the names of some of them even though i really enjoyed them and could talk about Mm -hmm. them forever yeah so no i get that why don't we dive into this uh john what is your number five my number five is a book called the lost causes of bleak creek and this book is written by the YouTube duo Retin Link. If you know Retin Link, you probably know them from Good Mythical Morning, which is a I thought you were show that bring they this do regularly. Up. This is a novel <laughs> that they wrote, which is like something very different from what most people know them for. And I bought it because I like them. And I was like, I don't know if it'll be any good. I don't know if they could actually write a book. But I actually really enjoyed reading it. It's like a mix of sci-fi and like mystery. So it's a sci-fi mystery. It's actually... That's, I guess, when you put those together, it would be sci-fi. But it's like, it is. It's like a, it's got some sci-fi aspects. It's got some mystery aspects. It's got some like thriller aspects to it. It's actually really cool. Okay. So I actually really enjoyed that book. I don't want to talk to, I don't want to go too deep into it because I know you have not read it, but I would recommend it to you. um, All right. As a book too. I feel feel like that's going to be like, probably like almost every single book on both of our list is going to be books that we think the other person should read yeah for sure one thing i will say about it is 
one of the reasons why I think I really enjoyed it is because I have watched a lot of their content online and in a lot of their stuff, they talk about their lives and they let you in a little bit into like how they grew up or what they're doing now in their life outside of work. And this book kind of takes a lot of things from their lives and they used a lot of that in like the two main characters in the book are based off of them. The characters' names are Rex and Leaf. So, oh, okay. They're very <laughs> similar to Rhett and Link, and they use a lot of just traits and characteristics of themselves and things that they have experienced in their life in this book. So, it was really cool to see how they put that in there, but still had it be its own story. So, it was awesome. I really enjoyed it. Sweet. Yeah. What about you? Number five? My number five is Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. Okay. Very cool. Uh, awesome. I, so I was thinking about like all my favorite Harry Potter books, and I knew at least one of them was going to be as my number five book. But thinking about all of them, the most fun that I've had reading a Harry Potter book is probably the third one. Okay. And the the scene in The Shrieking Shack is just top-notch writing. I know J.K. Rowling is J.K. Rowling, and she's J.K. Rowling. And Harry but... Potter just doesn't have an author anymore. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But again, the, the scene in the Shrieking Shack is fantastic. Sirius Black is a fantastic character to add to this story. Sirius Black is and, my favorite character in the Harry Potter series. So I get oh, that. Easily. I totally understand. And like the first two books, Harry's kind of finding his way into this world with this overarching dark narrative. But the third book is really, I think, where it kicks off. And where like the major story within the Harry Potter world series starts yeah or at least you know you've gotten through the prologue now it's time for like the actual like rising action and, and all the mm -hmm. craziness to start yeah and i've um, i don't know if you've seen like the meme of like the first two harry potter books are like happy yay and then like three and on are like oh, yeah. <laughs> so dark depressing and sad it's <laughs> it's true this is when it gets weird and crazy so i totally you know I, I i just saw one the other day where it's uh toby mcguire in the third spider-man movie yeah and it's like the first two harry potter books and then he like ruffles his hair uh -huh. the third book yeah <laughs> that's kind of when it happens no i love the prisoner azkaban i think it's great if we were talking about the harry potter movies i would say that's probably my favorite movie for me it's either it that also, one or like order of the phoenix that but okay. like, but like, no, but totally justified. Like, it's a fantastic book and a fantastic movie. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Uh, John, what is your number four? My number four is Percy Jackson and the Olympians, The Lightning Thief. Good choice. And I put The Lightning Thief because it's been so long since I've read these books. I read them either in early high school or late middle school. So it's been a long time and I've been wanting to reread them. I just haven't had the time to do that but the one that i remember the most is the lightning thief so i felt like i couldn't justifiably put one of the other ones without having like the memory of oh this happens in this specific book but the lightning thief i do actually remember the story of and i i mean it's where it all starts we get to meet percy we get to meet everybody all the characters we get to kind of get a glimpse as to the struggles that percy has gone through in his life not knowing his dad getting kicked out of several different schools because he acts out and does these weird things because he can't control it because it's the life of being a demigod. Um, it's just what it is. So I mean, it's, it's a really good take at the demigod story made modern. Yeah. I just, I've always really liked them. It's always been kind of really fun being like, just Greek mythology in general is really interesting to me. 
Oh, for I've sure. always been yeah. interested in it, learning about the gods. Hercules is one of my favorite like Disney movies, just in general. Fair. Whether that's because of the music <laughs> or not, I don't know, but I just enjoy it. It's fun. So Greek mythology has always been something interesting. And these books dive into that, but in a way that like, as an early high schooler, I could understand. So it helped me kind of learn a little bit more about that more in depth than Hercules would get you. And I, I just, I like, I, yeah. And I just really like the books. I love the world that's created too. Yeah. Like, like the yes. way that it's described in the books, not necessarily the movies. It's fantastic. It's really cool. Yeah. I, I hope that we eventually get some sort of reboot redo of the Percy Jackson books as movies, because I feel like it would be just justified with how good the books are. Okay. That's fair. I, fun fact have not ever seen either of the percy jackson movies oh i don't recommend them <laughs> yeah that's they've been talked down a lot for me so i don't have any desire with to. with the bar um, resting on the floor you might find some way to enjoy them a little bit but nah see if anything i would want to see the lightning thief musical but that's, that, that would be that's the theater nerd of me yeah. and after listening to the music i'm like this is just fun so yeah. that would be entertaining to me yeah. But the movies, I don't need. But yeah, that's my number four. What about you? My number four is It Happens in the Dark by Carol O'Connell. This is a okay. murder mystery uh, book that takes place in Broadway. It is part of a series with this detective, but it's kind of loosely connected books with characters from other stories going into different books, if that makes sense. So like, kind of like yeah. a Clive Cussler book, like you can read one book without necessarily needing to read the other books to get what's going on character wise. Like, yeah, there's like things sprinkled in for long time readers, but if it's the only book you read in that series, you're going to have a good time. The mystery that is played out in this book is it's really good. One of the things that I really enjoy about this book is the fact that it's just kind of nonstop guessing as to like the whodunit. And there's so many other like little subplots going on that it really keeps you at the edge of your seat. The book is thrilling nonstop. The first chapter ends with a lady dying in the front row. Oh. Yeah. And and it's the Broadway show that's being done is also of a murder. So there are characters playing characters on stage, off stage, and you kind of see the whole theater dynamic as well as the tech people. And and you start to really go into not just a, I don't want to say shallow representation of a production, but like... It's a full-on murder mystery taking place with a Broadway show. That's really cool. It's incredible, and I highly recommend it. That sounds like something that would be up my alley. Yeah. The theater nerd in me and the mystery-loving person that I am. So oh, absolutely. I think that sounds really, really cool. So this list, this top five books list, I had an idea, and I had it written down probably within about four minutes. I had an idea of one through five. Okay. And I knew that this was going to be my number four but I could not think of the name or who wrote this book for the remainder of the time. It took me until the last oh, no. second to get the title of this book and the author. I, I felt bad for not remembering it, but oh my God, it was That's funny. Wow. <laughs> it, it was just me sitting frustrated for 15 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> John, what's your number three? My number three is called the ballad of songbirds and snakes. And this okay. book is the, um, fourth book, technically, of the Hunger Games series. So, 
Oh, in the Hunger oh, Games, I see. we have. I, I don't think I read this one. Yeah, in the Hunger Games, we have the Hunger Games, Catching Fire, and Mockingjay. That's the trilogy. Mm-hmm. That's the Katniss Everdeen trilogy of the Hunger Games. But last year, I think Suzanne Collins put out another book in this same world called The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. How did I miss this one? Yeah, it's relatively new. Um, okay, and it takes you through the early life of president snow before he's president snow oh interesting it takes you through his life as like a young adult and as a mentor in the 10th hunger games and what that world looks like back then and how he is then versus how he is in the hunger games trilogy and i just think it's such a cool look into his mind because he's the main character of the book so you follow him through everything you get to see his you hear his thoughts you read all of that stuff and just like how his how he processes things and how his brain works and going back and watching the hunger games movies after reading that book or reading the hunger games books that's what i did first then i also watched the movies because i enjoy the movies Except for the second half of Mockingjay, but it's fine. Um, but <laughs> I, after reading this book, I went back and reread the other ones to mm-hmm. look at President Snow in the mindset of how he got to where he got. And it was just really interesting to do that. And it was really cool to see how that made me think about him after I read this book. Oh, for sure. I'm definitely going to be doing the same thing. I missed this book completely. It's really cool. I really enjoyed it. I mean, I love the Hunger Games as a series in general. When they were coming out, when I first read the Hunger Games, I was like, this is the coolest book I think I've ever read. And that was oh, a neat. long time ago, but it was so cool to me. It was so different. It took like the young adult genre, but made it very visceral and very real at the same time. Like, uh, we'll, we'll get to, we'll get to a book on my list that I had the same reaction to. Yeah. I completely get it. Yeah. So that's... And this, I just, this one's more recent, so it's fresher in my head, but I also just thought it was really neat to kind of look at that aspect of it. And it's neat when an author, like, goes back to, like, their, you know, their world where they've, you know, had a series going and makes a positive contribution to it and continues the story in a good way. Yeah, no, I agree. But yeah, The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes for my number three. Good pick. What about you, Colin? Number three, go. Uh, Kingdom Keepers kingdom keepers i don't know if i've even heard of this book and that is written by ridley pearson uh kingdom keepers is a really cool series because it takes disney world as it exists now and uh the idea for the series is that um disney has put a whole bunch of projectors all around their parks and they audition uh i think it's four kids to be interactive guides that can help you within the parks, you know, like uh, little holograms that show up and say, Hey, uh, you know, I see you're looking at a map. I can help you go this way, you know? Cool. Uh, And it's really cool. But then at night, all of the animatronics come to life. And as they're asleep, they wake up as their holograms in the parks. Oh, okay. Yeah. So like the evil queen is the evil queen. And she's trying to literally, like, run and destroy everything. Oh, snap. So these kids have to save the parks while they're holograms. But they become real if they start to uh, feel too much. um, Like, at at one point, they they end up locking one of the kids in a security closet. 
and uh, the other kids as holograms phase through the wall and are like, hey, do this, think like this, meditate like this, and then he gets up and is able to phase through the wall then. Whoa, okay. They play into the ability that they're holograms throughout the whole series. I think there's like five or six books now. Cool. Uh, But growing up, I, even now, I love theme parks. I think theme parks are incredible places. They're just so much fun. And I know too much about them. Like, I, I am a walking theme park encyclopedia. It's it's a lot. But I, having this young adult series being written as I was enjoying Disney World for the, you know, the first time and starting to really enjoy reading and going to the parks, this series was one of my all-time favorites growing up. It's, it's a really good read. I do recommend uh, reading it. And they go into a lot of, like, the backstage areas of Disney because the guy who wrote it is also a big Disney World fan. That's really cool. That's awesome. And now that Disney World's evolved since the books have been written, he's either going to continue with another book or he's going to restart the whole series with the modern Disney parks. Okay. It's like yeah. almost kind of like Toy Story meets Disney, which is really fun. Based on that description, which is super cool. There is a terrifying encounter that happens on It's a Small World, and it is still one of the scariest things to happen in a book that I've ever read. It's... Well, that makes sense. It's a Small World is a scary ride, so... <laughs> <laughs> I I recommend Kingdom Keepers, but just so you know, it's it, it does get dark, and it the books get progressively dark after the first one. Interesting. Very cool. Yeah. All right, John, number two. Well, you said um, dark, so my number two is the manga series Death Note. Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> a little dark. <laughs> Death Note is... I, so I... I really enjoy anime, and I have read my fair share of manga as well. But I think one of my favorite entire series to read, because I wouldn't just put one book of Death Note on here, because there's only 12 to begin with, um, or 13. I don't remember. It's been a long time. (laughs) But there's not that many to begin with, and you can read them really fast. So I figured the whole series kind of counts as one like long novel story. But Death Note's so good. Um, it's another, it's very mystery oriented, but it's also very dark and they can get away with it because it's manga and it's anime and you can literally do anything in that genre, which is super cool to me and super crazy. Death Note is just probably the best one that I've read. Yeah. And they did a perfect adaptation for the Netflix movie. Yeah. The live action (laughs) Death Note movie, spot on. If you've read the manga and you don't think that it's spot on, I don't know what's wrong with you. Uh, um, what, no, what that is that movie hurt my soul a little bit, <laughs> especially because I have read the manga and watched the anime, mm-hmm. which are both great. Mm-hmm. So would recommend if you have not. Yeah, I don't even know really what else to say. I don't want to give a lot away in case people want to go read or watch it. I think it's really um, funny that there's... we are super willing to give away spoilers for like all these movies, like recent, old, what doesn't matter, but for the books, we're like, nope, yep. no spoilers. <laughs> books are a whole other beast, though, man. Like, yeah. I feel like if if you ruin a book for someone, that's so much worse than ruining a movie for someone. Fair. Because a book is yeah. a different experience, you know? Yeah. So that's kind of where I'm at. Um, okay. But yeah, Death Note, it's awesome. Yeah. So I felt like pick. I had to put one manga on here, and Death Note's the one I put, because that is a part of my reading lifestyle. Nice. Number two. What you got? So speaking of ruining things for people and spoiling everything, my number two is Dune. Oh, <laughs> oh okay. Cool. Uh, if you're a fan of the channel or have listened around, we have a whole series or a whole 
uh, episode where we talk all about Dune, and we've referenced Dune in like every other video since because, well, I'm a big fan, and I really enjoyed the book. I think the <laughs> book is fantastic. It is a beast of a book. It might be the longest book I've ever read. Um, <laughs> it is a beast of a book. And the, That's why I'm still not done with it. The crazy thing is in the book, you know, they'll give all these character things, and they'll be setting up for this massive battle to take place. And then the battle within the context of the book is only like a sentence, like, and then a massive battle happened. And it's like, this book is already like thicker than a brick. Like what <laughs> if they included yeah. all the details for all the battles and, and fight to the level of detail that just a simple conversation has, this book would be, it'd be a book. But the one thing that I really love about Dune is how in depth the character's thoughts are. So you can have people standing around not saying a word and you can feel the tension in the room just because you can uh, see and, you know, start to understand just how every character in that situation is feeling. Yeah, I agree. And the fact that it's bro the movies are broken up into two movies, possibly three. It makes sense. There's a lot to talk about. There's a lot. It's a lot of content. Yeah. So, yeah. And they're, I mean, they're not going to be short movies. The first movie was not short at all. No, it's what, two and a half hours or something? At least, yeah. And and I'm sure that there's a director's cut out there that's at least like three or three and a half. So it's going to be like the Lord of the Rings movies where the only way to get the full story is the extended edition. And that's, it, it, it is a time yeah, dedication. if and when they put those out. It, it, it'll come. It'll come. <laughs> I hope so. I really do. But cool. Yeah. That's awesome. All right. Uh, now, before we get to our number ones, let's do some honorable mentions. John, what is your first honorable mention? So my first honorable mention was kind of just the Harry Potter series as a okay. whole. You talked about The Prisoner of Azkaban. If I had to pick a favorite book, I would probably pick Order of the Phoenix as my favorite book. Mm, good choice. It's so cool because it kind of, this is kind of when Harry feels a lot more like adult responsibility. Granted, he's still like a kid. But this is when he kind of takes charge of trying to stop Voldemort more so than any of the other movies. Because Voldemort's back. He comes back in Goblet of Fire. I'll ruin Harry Potter for anyone because at this point, if you haven't read it, um, shame on you. You really should. Shame. So shame. Goblet of Fire, Voldemort comes back. Shocker. Spoiler alert. Sorry. Um, Whoa, this is he's a never spoiler done that podcast. before in any of the other do, books. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, but like he like comes back to actual life in a human body. So so now in Order of the Phoenix, Harry's like, he's back. We need to stop him. But I'm not going to get any help from anyone. Um, I will say, as much as I love Order of the Phoenix, it's also probably my least favorite book because it has the worst character in all of Harry Potter in this book. Um, yeah. The devil herself, Dolores Umbridge, is in this book, and she's terrible <laughs> and evil, and probably more evil than Voldemort is. If I'm being honest, she's just I think sadistic the, the and only terrible. the only positive thing to come out of Dolores Umbridge is watching her demise and her theme music. Those are the only two positives. Okay, that's, that's fair. I won't disagree with you on that. Um, but, but in a book just... in book form, you don't get the the music, so. She just makes me so yeah. angry all the time. But She's a terrible person. I love the details that they go into, especially once they're at the Ministry of Magic and they're searching for like the prophecy and they're in all these different rooms. Um, you said that Order of the Phoenix is one of your favorite Harry Potter movies. The reason why it is not one of mine is because the movie lacks so much detail. 
Oh, I agree. Compared to the book. Um, and that bothers me so much about it. So honestly, Order of the Phoenix to me is one of my least favorite movies because mm. it's my favorite book. Okay. No, that, that is Because they skip fair. out on so many interesting, different things that like I get with time restraints, you can't necessarily have all that. That's fine. Oh, and there's, there's um, whole characters we didn't see either. But there's so much detail that goes into this book that doesn't happen. And it just bothers me. I mean, I'm a huge, huge Harry Potter fan just in general. Harry Potter is one of my favorite things. It's one of the things that me and Marissa, my fiance, if you haven't heard me talk about her before, it's one of the things that we connected about first. So it's super important in my life. For anyone wondering, I'm a Hufflepuff. Woo. Um, <laughs> or very good finders. Five points to Gryffindor. Oh, you're Gryffindor. a Gryffindor. Shut up. It's yeah. fine. <laughs> um, so yeah, Harry Potter's an honorable mention. Just the series as a whole. But if I had to be specific, Order of the Phoenix. Nice. Um, my first honorable mention is Roadwork by Stephen King. Okay. I was wondering if there was going to be Stephen King in your list. Um, yeah. So uh, that makes sense. I, I like Stephen King. A lot of his books, he does go into like a lot of detail and not to say that it starts to drag, but like, I don't know. It's not my favorite thing to read, but Roadwork, he manages to make a, uh, newspaper printing press scary. Uh, <laughs> like... <laughs> He can make anything scary if he tries. (laughs) Well, Roadwork is, yeah, really. Roadwork is a series of just short stories. Uh, So it's not like an overarching narrative. It's just a whole lot of short stories. And it is one of the very few books, if possibly the only, I'm going to say, no, one of the very few books to actively give me nightmares. Like, this book is scary. I I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Okay, cool. the, The exact short story that scared me, it has been... It's probably been almost a decade since I've read this book. Maybe closer to like seven years, seven or eight years. But even still, one of the short stories in this book is utterly terrifying. And yeah, that is uh, Roadwork by Stephen King. That's crazy. Mm -hmm. It's interesting that one of your favorite books is one that gives you nightmares. That's really funny to me. Well, I I think it it was one of the books that like started like my road down enjoying horror and enjoying like scary movies and scary stuff. That's fair. Well, since you mentioned a scary book, I'll mention a scary book. Okay. A book on my honorable mention list is called Asylum. And... Have I read this book? It's a trilogy. There's three of them. And it's been a while since I've read them, so I don't remember too, too much about it. But there's an asylum in it. And it's about these two kids who, like... I have read this book. Go to this camp or something. I don't even remember. But it's (laughs) spooky. It's... I don't I haven't read a whole lot of like horror thriller books, but this is one that I did and all three of the books were relatively spooky. I did enjoy them. They're not like super super scary cuz they're geared toward a younger audience, but they are relatively scary. They're good intro level scary books, I'll yeah. give you that. And I I just yeah. enjoyed them. I they're nothing like they're nothing special, but I did like them. Hey, they made I mean me think, as so. for the movies, you know, nothing's, you know, just because a movie or book isn't like the best of the best doesn't mean it can't be one of my favorites. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. No, that's good pick. I'd, that's where I'm at. Uh, you you might know this one, Maze Runner. Yeah, Maze Runner. I really enjoyed the Maze Runner books. And I think looking back on it, like right now, Scorch Trials might be my favorite of the books. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to change it to Scorch Trials. But even still, Maze Runner, Scorch Trials, Death Cure, like all really solid books cool it's also one of your favorite movies right the scorch trials um 
They they made some changes. <laughs> <laughs> they made just a couple of changes. I, I wish that Hollywood would stop taking like young adult books and going, mm, this isn't working, even though it's like a really popular thing. Like, ooh, I'm going to make this artistic change to this book. Nobody will care. It's just a kid's book. Yeah. Like, no, just literally take the thing and translate it to screenplay and then translate screenplay to film. Like, I get some things are hard to do in film and you have to change some things, sure. Mm-hmm. But, like, the one thing with Maze Runner is that, like... Don't change the story. Yeah. Like, spoiler for Maze Runner, if, you know, you care. The first book takes place in this maze that, you know, when they escape, they're falling forever. And you realize that the world around the maze is not good and the, one of the thing, one of the ways that they they fall out of the exit of the maze is down this long slide thing, and you can make the argument that the outside world didn't impact the maze because it was on such a tall tower. But in the books, they make it just a one level thing, and it's like, why would you why would you change that? That's the world's already yeah. weird. Like, just let it be. But anyway, that's a nitpick. Um, hey, that's cool. But yeah, no, the Maze Runner, the Scorch Trials, Death Cure, good books. Go read them. Awesome. I knew Maze Runner was going to be somewhere mm-hmm. for you as well. I wasn't sure where um, because I know that you love those books. So that's awesome. I, yeah. I tried to read Maze Runner. Um, it starts real slow and I it just didn't real get slow. into it. Yeah. And that's that was my struggle with it. So I just never got into it. But I totally understand you liking them. So that's awesome. Another series that I put in my honorable mentions is the series of unfortunate events. Oh, okay. Um, the books. Yeah. So these books are more of like a nostalgia thing for me. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was little, I would, to like just help me get better at reading and learn to read, my mom and I would read these together like at night. It's just what we would do. We oh, started nice. with the first one and we would do it like she would read a page, I would read a page. Okay. And we would just go back and forth. And there's 13 of the books, so it lasted a while. Oh, um, awesome. But there's some like weird, interesting like words that they use. So it was a great vocabulary learning experience. Mm. Um but I just, I mean, I enjoyed the stories in them. It was really interesting seeing these, like, three young kids just trying to survive with this creepy, evil, bad <laughs> uncle who in the Netflix show is played by Neil Patrick Harris. Honestly, I, I think this is pretty great. The Netflix show? Yeah. I only watched a couple episodes. I didn't get super far in that. But, I mean, the books are great. If you have read them, hopefully you agree. If you haven't give them a shot why not they're not super hard reads obviously i was like six seven or whatever when i read them so they're not super hard (laughs) but they're good it's an interesting story so yeah that's one of mine and i have one more okay i have two more okay including this one uh divergent divergent i thought about putting on mine but i didn't um i i really enjoyed reading divergent the first time i read through it I agree. I, I th- like the world is odd and built in such a way that it's just constantly trying to figure out what's going to happen next and then being blown away by what actually happens next. I, I like young adult books that have stakes and this one, this one doesn't hold back. No, it does not. Um, this, so Divergent, I actually thinking about it, probably could have put it in my honorable mentions at least. I really did like the books. For like really the whole trilogy, I enjoyed the books. Mm-hmm. I think I think too much about the movies now that came out. I uh, that just oh, and it hurts. I'm gonna be honest. Divergent itself, the movie was mm-hmm. not too bad. They no. stuck to the book 
the only they made like changes that weren't necessary Mm -hmm. but they stuck to the story so i didn't mind the movie too much i never went and saw insurgent because i saw a trailer for it and the trailer was like weird and i was like that doesn't happen in the book so i never even gave it a shot and then they didn't make a third one because insurgent did so bad did they they not the theaters i don't think no it went straight to dvd yeah because um, it did not do well. <laughs> well, because they, they again, like what we were, when I was talking about Maze Runner, they made changes that they didn't need to change. Yep, exactly. Like just let the books be the books. Don't if yeah. you're trying to make this your artistic representation of something, save that for you know an original screenplay. When it comes mm-hmm. to turning a book into a movie, people yeah. are literally just looking for words to. Movie. Like, don't take. Well, <laughs> some people are. I mean, I'm okay with changes because, like, they have the right to change some. Yeah, little little but things, but not don't like take story half beats. the story and completely rewrite half the story. Yeah, yeah. That's where it should just have a different title and be something else. Yeah, <laughs> in my opinion. If you love Insurgent, good for you. Um, You're we wrong, don't, but good for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but awesome divergent that's cool another yeah. honorable mention for me is 13 reasons why okay um, going real so sad. yes very sad but i thought the book was very well written it was very interesting so when i saw that they were making a netflix series about it i got like excited at first and the netflix series is its own thing as well um it's not i, I haven't seen it so I, I couldn't tell you and i don't think i've read the book it's not as good as the book. Most book to screen things aren't just to be fair because you can't use your imagination then it's given to you. Um, mm-hmm. That's why people struggle with it. But there's more than one season of this show. But the first season ends where the book ends. So I'm like, that should be it, right? Okay. If it's going mean, to be 13 not... reasons why. Yeah. So I don't even, I don't even know. I never watched hmm. the second season. I don't know if I made it through the first season. Um, also with the show, I felt like it was a very triggering thing to put in a visual format, like reading, yeah, reading about suicide is one thing, but visually watching suicidal things happen. Very I've different to people talk about the show and I've heard them bring up that scene and what they've chosen to put in the show. So like, yeah, that's yeah. Yeah. It's a bit much, but the book was good. I think. Okay. I enjoyed it. That's good. Yeah. You said you have one more honorable mention? Yeah, I've got one more. It's uh, The Haunting of Derek Stone. Okay. And technically it's four books, but the two books are sold as one book, and then the other two books are sold as one book. So it's like really just two books, but it's a four-book series. It's kind of like how Dune is one book, but it's three books in one. Yeah. Um, The Haunting of Derek Stone was my introduction to horror. Okay. At least as far as I remember. Cool. Uh, it is about this kid and his brother, and his brother dies and then comes back the next day. But his brother that's come back the next day accidentally chops off his finger, uh, and his brother's acting weird. And it turns out that his brother is actually kind of his brother, but also kind of a Civil War, Revolutionary War, one of the two, ghost living inside of his brother. Oh, weird and then there's other ghosts that are trying to kill other people that way they can raise their ranks and have more ghosts in people to then complete their original goal 
so it it has this horror element to it, but it's also very actiony and very very good introduction to horror. And I think it was like one of the Scholastic Book Fair books, so it's also like really easy reading level. Cool. But yeah, that that was my introduction to horror, and it's stuck with me since. It's a it's a good series, and I'm kind of hoping that it gets a uh, a movie or a show at some point, just because it it is a really interesting idea, and I feel like it would look well on, or look good on screen. Hey, that's cool. Awesome. Yeah. All right, so we are on to our number ones. Yeah, and... number ones. All right, John, give me your number one. All right, my number one book at this point in time, because the thing about my book list is it's like constantly changing. Okay. But my number one book at the moment, the best book that I have read, especially in recent times, is Dune. Okay. So Dune is my number one. I mean, good pick, obviously. Um, <laughs> I... So you had read Dune, mm-hmm. and you were like, I am so excited for this movie that's coming out. It's going to be awesome. And I was like, I really want to see this movie because you're hyping it up a lot. But I have not read the book, and because it's a book, I want to read the book before the movie. So I was like, I guess I better read this. But Colin, I don't have this book. He was like, I'll just give it to you. I was like, okay, great. I'll borrow <laughs> it. And so I read as much of Dune as I could before the movie came out. Which which included what Re- reading like all the way up to in the parking lot before going into the movie. Yeah, so I read a lot of it in the parking lot right before my movie happened, and I got really lucky about getting to the point of the book that the first movie ends, that Dune Part One ends. So you can hear me talk at length about that in our episode about Dune. If you want to go hear more about my frantic reading, I think that's our um, like third or fourth shameless plug for our episode of Dune. It's one of my favorite episodes that we've ever done, and like, you know what? Go go listen to it, and if you have, you get another yep. five points. <laughs> yep. But um, so yeah, I love Dune. I, along with the things that you said, you kind of hit the nail on the head with a lot of it. I love how descriptive this book is. Like, yes, in like heavy battle moments, they're like, and a battle happened. That's true, but <laughs> it goes into so much detail in other moments, mm-hmm. like. One moment that sticks out to me that, like, you can almost feel it happening because of how it's written is the moment toward the beginning of the book when the Reverend Mother is talking to Paul and, like, testing him. Oh, And he has to put his hand in the box, and it just describes the pain that Paul feels so well. It, like, makes you almost feel like your hand is going to explode. Yeah. Just because of how it's written. And... There are just so many moments like that throughout the book, at least up to where I've read. I have not finished <laughs> Dune yet, but oh, man. I will you are still in confidently say that it's one ride. of my favorite books. <laughs> yes. I think it's just going to get um, better for you, honestly, because I Oh, I, I certainly hope so. I enjoyed the first half. I started reading the second half. It lost me a little bit, and then it, it pulled a, a fake out, and it just got oh so much better. Incredible. Cool. Yeah. That's awesome. I will say, if you have not read Dune, the first, like, 50 to 100 pages are real tough to get through. Yeah. Because Dune is such a massive world-building experience where you have these different cultures. You have the Harkonnens. You have the the Fremen. You have just the Atreides house. You have all of that. And you have this whole world of Arrakis. But you also have... Global Caladan. space politics. <laughs> Yeah, and it's and for a sci-fi book, which this very much is, 
The amount of politics that are involved in this book surprised me at first. I was not expecting to be so politically charged in terms of just the themes of the book, but it's a very good book. Yeah. Um, and it just makes you think. Yeah. Like, mo- so most of my other books that I mentioned, especially like in my honorable mentions, I was like, these are easy reads. Dune is not an easy read. No. You really have to be in for the long haul. You really have to be prepared. But if you are, if you're into sci-fi, you will probably really enjoy this book because I really enjoy this book. It's awesome. Reading this book is almost like listening to Shakespeare. Like, at first, hearing a Shakespeare play, you're, you know, it's, what are these people saying? What is going on? And then your brain starts to kind of get used to how it's being spoken, or in this case, how it's written. And then you kind of get used to that. And it is a little bit more to comprehend what's going on. But yeah. once you're in that mindset, it's it's a very good book. Yeah. I just, like I said, I just love how it's written. I love that it literally writes in the thoughts of different characters. Like they're italicized in the book so you know that it's their thoughts. Being able to see into someone's brain that specifically is so cool. The fact that it is written in that way is so neat to me. So yeah, Dune, that's my number one, especially right now because it's pretty much the one I'm in the middle of. So it's the one I'm thinking about the most. It's <laughs> Fair just enough. super cool to me. Yeah. I like it a lot. Colin, number one, tell me what it is. My number one is Gone by Michael Grant. Gone. I love this book. This book for me was, I compare it to like a lot of people's Harry Potter. Like Harry Potter was the book series that got them to start reading. Before I read this book, I was not good at reading. I was in not necessarily the remedial classes, but like the, hey, this kid needs help reading, uh, spelling and writing and all that. And then I started reading Gone uh, just because I think I saw it at one of the either the Scholastic Book Fairs or it was somewhere, it might have been Barnes & Noble. And uh, it is a dystopian sci-fi horror young adult series where it's this small little town in beachside California. And this surfer kid is, you know, sitting in class with his friends and uh, suddenly everybody over the age of 14 or 15 just disappears. Gone. Hmm. Hence the name. And yeah. (laughs) And so they start to explore around and they realize that there is a wall uh, that has cut this uh, hotel in half. And it hasn't damaged the hotel, but it's literally just a a wall, like a barrier, where from far away, you can't see any, like, you can't see, it's not opaque. It's just, you know, like it continues on, but there's nothing outside of the wall. Like, it's just continuing on like grass. Okay. You know? Yeah. But when you approach the wall, it kind of becomes like this, like, hazy gray. So you can't, you can see that it's clearly a barrier. And then they realize through the course of the book, not a big spoiler, that it's actually a dome. Oh. Encompassing this area. And then uh, some of the kids start to develop superpowers. And so, like, but it has real world consequences. Mm -hmm. So a fire starts in the daycare very close to when this event happens. And everybody's like, "Uh, the the daycare's on fire. What's going to happen? And then uh, Sam, the main character, is like, all right, well, no one else is going to do anything. I I guess I'll go check. And he runs in, and there's this little girl with tears streaming down her eyes as she's shooting flames out of her hands. And she's actively burning the place down, but not in control of her powers. And she dies. Like, full on, like, the building collapses and kids get buried in the courtyard. Like, it is... Yikes. And that's Man. just how the book starts. Oh, and wow. that's not even to talk about 
the coyotes or the bus-sized bugs that form. Like it, And that's just the first book. And the way that this book jumps between chapters and between characters, because it does change perspectives of different characters, is that each chapter starts with a time, like five days, 17 hours. And then you read through everything that's going on, and then the next chapter you read might be like five days, 12 hours, and it will jump to a different character. Okay, So you ca- you can still get a, a reference for like what's happening, but you don't necessarily know what the event that's being counted down to is. And that's how all the books are. That's interesting. Uh, there are six books in the Gone series, and then it continued three more after it. It's it is I, I, obviously you can tell this is one of my all time favorites, and the the visceralness of how this is really I think is what kind of shaped my tastes for what I enjoy now. And with the first book being Gone and it being that destructive, the second book is called Hunger. So, like, imagine all the parents disappear, everybody disappears, everybody's eating chocolate and candy bars and and, uh, chips. After that, where's the food come from? Interesting. You know, so it it takes a realistic approach to this. Uh, A lot of people have compared it to Stephen King's Under the Dome mixed with Lord of the Flies. Okay. As, like, a way to, like, think about it. Because, again, it's kids having to then create society and then also having to deal with the consequences of what they're doing. Yeah. You know, so like the town bully hits somebody over the head with a baseball bat, they might die. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then the, that kid has to deal with the fact that they just killed someone. Yeah, but yeah, wow. I'm not going to say much more about it because I really recommend Gone. It is my all-time favorite series. I think I've read through it three times now. It's really good. Highly recommend it. Cool. Gone is a series that I have not read. You've recommended it to me many times, and I just have not had the chance. <laughs> I'll um, get you to read it at some I point. I know you will. You got me to read Dune, so you'll get me to read Gone. They just need to make a movie, and then I'll read it. <laughs> so I don't – here's the thing. I don't think Gone would make a good movie. <laughs> I think it would make an amazing series with each season being a different book. Okay. You could easily do a season per cool. book and turn it into one of the best like multi-season series young adult superpowered things, especially with everything that's coming out now with everything being like action based superpowers, but also like, yeah, superpowers can kill people. That's just, yeah. You know, I mean with, with, with the boys and mm-hmm. the success of the boys, I think the gone series would be spectacular and I really want it. That's cool. I yeah. think it'd be amazing. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, those are our top fives for books, our top five favorite books. Hopefully they're, were some books on there that you also enjoy if there's not definitely give us some recommendations if we missed any yeah. books that you think deserve to be there um, we'd love to hear that and we'd also love to hear some of your top five favorite books also so let us know those as well yeah let's start a book club yeah <laughs> let's start a book club <laughs> just a book recommendation podcast that's what the, that's yeah. what this is going to turn into um no but hopefully you enjoyed what you heard and if you did don't forget to rate us five stars on whatever podcast listening place you like to use and uh if you did not enjoy what you heard today get some culture read a book and go give us that five-star rating anyway. <laughs> uh, there's new episodes of the Other Brothers Podcast every Tuesday. If you have any suggestions for what we should review next or what top five we should do next, you can let us know on Twitter, Instagram, or TikTok at Other Bros Pod. And most importantly, tell your friends about us. I've been John. I've been Colin. And thanks for listening to another episode of the Other Brothers Podcast. We'll see you next time. See you guys.